the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios. Hi, it's Top 2 Turtle Creek. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble. Enjoying a blustery day here in Dallas. Joined once again by a man who just doesn't stop working. He, of course, Sean P. Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Can't stop, won't stop. We got to keep rolling. Truly, it has been a busy month and month and a half, I guess, now. Uh, we should apologize to everybody, our loyal listeners, um, for the, the delay in pumping out more uh, radio gold, podcast gold here. Um, we've just been darn busy, Sean. Yeah, we've got a lot going with Allen Media before we talk about some of our our work, which I would like to do. I did want to give you a um, semi-shout out for the semi-viral tweet that you had during the Super Bowl halftime. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sean. You and my 350 likers. <laughs> I mean, 350 likes is no small Twitter feat. Yeah, 47 retweets, three quote tweets. I mean, you know, it's nothing really crazy, but, you know, it's semi-viral. Semi-viral, I think, is definitely a way that I'll put it. I mean, I was watching. It's funny, you know, this your tweet was in relation to the Super Bowl halftime show, and I won't try to, you know, paint that picture. I'll let you do that. But <laughs> it, it really was a... And watching people like I was at a Super Bowl party and I would say it was squarely a Gen X Super Bowl party. And there okay. were, you know, every head was bouncing, every toe was tapping. There were, you yes. know, people who were singing along with Mary J, Eminem. I mean, a lot of ad libs. I mean, it was we were squarely in on the Super Bowl. And I think your your tweet spoke to the fact that it wasn't just Gen X. Yeah, it's it's funny. I kept seeing, oh, this is Gen X. We've arrived. This is our Super Bowl halftime. And then I see a bunch of millennials say, oh, it's our halftime show. And so what I really wanted just to drive home was the fact that um, it was neither groups. It was a group affectionately Oregon Trail generation or the, uh, I believe some people call them the Xennials, the X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S, roughly. But this, this, these are the folks like me who grew up pre-mainstream tech, but also um, embraced mainstream tech like millennials, but new life before mainstream tech. Kids that grew up playing the Oregon Trail and the little Apple computers at the computer lab at school, Sean. The Oregon Trail generation. It's so, it's so funny because maybe three years ago, Isaiah got into Oregon Trail and he bought a little, you know, tabletop Oregon Trail game that he played. And I, I was not familiar with dysentery or any of the things that you're trying to avoid on the trail yes. until he introduced it. So fortunately he did, because as soon as I saw your tweet, I understood what was going on. Yes, I'm sure it took you a few uh, a few oxen lost in the <laughs> rivers to get the hang of it, but glad you can appreciate the humor. Well, thanks for, for sharing your wit, as usual, yes. on the Twitter. Also, back on client news, I was unable to attend a, um, a walkthrough that we had, but 
we've had our Village MD clients have some store openings here in the North Texas area, specifically in Dallas. Yeah, this is this is a really cool, um, a really cool concept that I'm excited that we're working on, Sean. Uh, this is Village uh, Village Medical, Village MD. Uh, basically, they co-locate uh, with a Walgreens and they build out about three thousand square feet, and they uh, they bring a primary care physician and a care team into communities uh, that are medically and economically underserved for the most part. So. Really, a cool, cool concept. We opened the one on uh, Ross Avenue over in East Dallas. Uh, had Council Member Moreno, Jesse Moreno, over uh, for a tour. Um, just really enjoyed uh, seeing, you know, the, the finished product. Several more coming online. Uh, you know, this uh, this first quarter of the year, first half of the year. Uh, so please check it out. It's really great for communities. You can pull up go to the doctor and this isn't doc in the box. This is actual primary care physicians. So it's a really great concept, Sean. Yep. And we like, um, working really indeed love working with Andrew Crook, our contact there, um, formerly of Fort Worth, um, until he ended up in Minnesota. But speaking of Fort Worth, Samaji best, our colleague and I had a chance to do some work with TCU, Neely School of Business. We were able to work with them on their Against All Odds series, Stories of Grit and Determination. It was their inaugural speaker series uh, where they wanted to talk to their students about corporate responsibility, social impact, personal advocacy. They had Kenny Thompson Jr., who is a former TCU baseball player um, and current Vice President of External Affairs for PepsiCo. He was the main speaker, and the conversation was hosted by another TCU alum, David Russell. And so, Ryan, they had about 100 people there in person at the Shattuck Auditorium. Um, we worked with Ann Nesby from the Office of Inclusive Excellence there in the business school. And um, they have, from what we understand, well, I won't, I'll, I'll just say, they had many, many more on virtually um, on who are able to listen to this conversation. So really great work. Our colleague, um, Nicole Rosales, also worked with us on this project, uh, Deborah Meek. So great, great event. And they're looking to do this, you know, maybe every two or three months as a new speaker program. So excited for TCU uh, School of Business and the Office of Inclusive Excellence. Yeah, I, I know how hard y'all worked on it, uh, Sean, you and Samaji and, and the team. And so uh, congratulations for, um, you know, a, a great event. Uh, I did see also our friend Sean Rabb uh, did a piece on it as well on Fox 4. So, I mean, really an all around uh, a, a holistic, great job. You got the media piece, you got people in the building, you got virtual going. So uh, you yeah. guys... And we got to see some of our friends. We had Rebecca Cunha from PepsiCo also was able to attend. Yeah. Um, another one of our friends, Kelly Allen Gray, former uh, city council member from Fort Worth, also in attendance. So, again, it was an all-around great event, good time. And it's, it's you know, we don't get over to Fort Worth very often, uh, but usually when we do, we have a great time, and hopefully we can get over there a little bit more. 
Well, speaking of great times, Sean, we've got a great episode today with our friend Cody Cosmic from the Friends of WRR. Well, I know you've done a lot of work with WRR. The Friends of WRR are a classic, classical music station here in Dallas. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks like me, you know, when you're looking to kind of chill out a little from a long day, you might turn it on to 101.1 WRR and and take a listen. And um, it is a great asset just not long ago, celebrating 100 years here in the city. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to this conversation and, and, you know, really introducing our listeners to not only the WRR, because I think a lot of folks have an idea of what they are, but really the mission of Friends of WRR. Yeah, it's it's really been uh, great to work with this group and, and learn about, you know, kind of their their core core mission and, uh, you know, try to um, ensure that this asset uh, continues on uh, for future generations of Dallasites, hardworking Dallasites like you, Sean, of course, that, you know, deserve to chill out a little bit. So um, excited to jump into this interview. Uh, so why don't we do just that? This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us through the break. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I'm very excited today to be joined by somebody that I've gotten to know over the past year uh, and have very much enjoyed. One of my favorite names in the business as well. Uh, She, of course, Cody Cosmic, the executive director of the Friends of WRR. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. Yeah. No. Now, um, you, of course, are leading the charge for the Friends of WRR. But for our audience and those people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I live in Dallas. I uh, have been with the Friends of WRR since 2017. Um, but before that, I've spent most of my professional life in the nonprofit arts sector. Uh, mostly with educational programming. Um, I have a graduate degree from Northwestern in the extremely practical area of theater. And so (laughs) I took my practical master's and I have been using it ever since to work with theaters and nonprofit organizations. Um, So this role as executive director of the Friends of WRR um, is one of my most favorite jobs I've ever had because it really combines arts advocacy and and the fun of the art itself. Um, radio turns out to be a really fun place to be. So I'm, I'm really lucky that I get to be the executive director of the Friends of WRR. And there are a lot of friends, so I'm in good company. Well, Cody, I, I know you're passionate about WRR and um, not just because you're the executive director, but because you love WRR. But for our listeners who either aren't familiar with WRR or a lot of them 
are familiar, but just don't know that they are. So can you tell our um, listeners about uh, WRR and uh, 101.1? Absolutely. So yes, 101.1, that's the signal that WRR rides on. And it's kind of special. It's a particularly strong signal. So people can listen to WRR on a clear day. It's got about a hundred mile radius around. So WRR serves North Texas truly. Um, And since the 60s, it's been a classical music radio station. And that sort of triple special for WRR because WRR operates as an independent voice of the arts. It brings a classical music form to people who, you know, it's really hard to make it to an orchestral arrangement live. That's hard. There's a lot of people involved in an orchestra. So WRR takes all these incredible performances that are happening all across the world and performances that are happening right here in North Texas. And it focuses on getting that classical music to everyone within a hundred mile radius. Um, And then it elevates all the nonprofits that come to it with a message. And so it takes it takes its mission very seriously of, of presenting arts, bringing arts, and then also supporting the arts. Um, so I'm extremely proud to be uh, a part of the community that supports WRR. Cody, that's right. Uh, uh, we know you're proud because you are a part of the, the friends of WRR. <laughs> this is the group, of course, that that uh, supports and, uh, you know, boosts the station. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, a grassroots organization. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about what all you do as the friends? Oh, boy. Sure. So um, we are uh, a feisty and fun group for sure. Right now we number about 2,000 active members. To, to be a member, you just have supported the station at you know the $1 level or above. Um, and the members of the Friends of WRR are pretty actively engaged in supporting the station. The main mission of the Friends of WRR is to keep the station independent, city-owned and broadcasting classical music um, as one of those art forms that's one of the most difficult for people to have access to. Um, So the Friends are really dedicated to those three prongs of their mission. Um, We were started in the late 70s when the city sold the AM band of WRR, and uh, there was some concern that the FM uh, signal would be the next to get sold. So the Friends of WRR, Siscar, and Betty Mullins came together and they decided to fight for the station to be kept. And they worked and they got the community together and the station was saved. And since then, the Friends of WRR have advocated for the station and financially supported the station through commercial free music that we fundraise for. And, and, and you guys, you guys also uh, do an instrument drive. Is that right? Oh, definitely. So when you sponsor three hours of commercial free programming, that gives you some inventory as well to talk about important programs and community service that you can 
support. And the friends decided the best and highest use for us uh, would be to do an instrument drive year round. We've partnered with the Brook Mays stores and with the Dallas Winds. And it's a wonderful program. If you go to WRR and you listen, you can find out where to drop off your instrument. The Brook Mays folks will refurbish it, they'll clean it. And then Dallas Winds works with us and we find a musician, a student musician, or a music student program. It could be with a school or with a group, a non, another nonprofit group. And the instruments, some of them are the same as getting a scholarship. We have people who give incredibly valuable instruments to our program from time to time. So it's been an honor to put instruments that are the equivalent of a scholarship into kids' hands. And then we also decided to start a scholarship. <laughs> so every other year, uh, we partner with the Dallas Winds um, to give a $16,000 scholarship to a high school senior headed into a music program at a college or university. So the Friends have been grateful and honored that we can leverage our commercial-free hours that we fundraise to buy to then give back to the community in other ways. That's... Um, it's just a privilege to do that and to be able to do that. Well, Cody, I know that's one way that the Friends helps with accessibility and making sure, you know, that you all are participating in equitable uh, endeavors. And I know also supporting lesser known arts group around the city is another thing that the Friends does. So can you talk about why that's important to you all as, as the Friends group and, um, and how that works into all the work that you do as well? That's a really good question, and thank you, because it is something that's really important. Um, the board of directors that I have right now, especially, it's particularly important to them. Um, the smaller arts groups in North Texas, uh, it, it's really hard, I can tell you from experience. If you are part of a smaller nonprofit, your marketing budget is so small you need to stretch it as far as you can. And so WRR and the Friends of WRR work to support however we can. Those smaller arts groups um, that need extra exposure, extra elevation to their message. WRR itself works very hard to give its most affordable packages to the small nonprofits all around North Texas. And when it gives them airtime, it doesn't stop there. It, they double down on uh, website exposure, social media. They do podcasts around the programs for these small nonprofits. WRR takes its role of civil service really seriously. And the Friends of WRR then back them up by inviting small nonprofits to be benefits partners with us. And that enables us to talk about their programming and engage them with our members. They, you know, a nonprofit might give a 25% discount on an individual ticket to a member of the Friends of WRR. And that's a wonderful thing from them. And then we in turn can talk about them on the air and make sure our members see and, and hear everything they're doing so that we can all be engaged with each other. Um, it's been cyclical and, and fun. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We are visiting with Cody Cosmic, Executive Director of Friends of WRR. When we come back, we're going to talk to Cody a little bit more about what's going on at City Hall, information that you might want to know. So hang with us through the break. Deconstructing Dallas, we'll be right back.
Welcome back. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, visiting with the executive director of the Friends of WRR, Cody Cosmic. Now, Cody, we were talking about WRR and the station, and um, I wanted to pivot here because in 2016, the city of Houston put out uh, an RFP for new management of their city-owned classical music station. But shortly after moving uh, the station to the new management, uh, the format was changed and free, accessible, equitable classical music was lost from the airwaves in Houston forever. Uh, today in Dallas, we're facing a similar situation with uh, WRR 101.1 as the city has gone out for RFP uh, for new management of the station as well. Um, while some people may think this is a good idea for, for the asset, um, it, it may be a dangerous, treacherous road for, for WRR, and we may be going down the same path as Houston. Um, can you share a little bit of your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, I've had a lot of time to think about this. My board of directors has taken a lot of time to think about this. And the conclusion that we have reached is that um, the details of the RFP uh, for WRR as it stands now make up a disturbing picture for WRR and one that too strongly parallels what happened in Houston. Um, there are a lot of eerie similarities and this is exactly how Houston lost their classical music radio station and that equitable distribution of an arts asset. Um, the reason the city has given for proposed change in management is to increase net income, um, but an increase in net income We've looked at the RFP and we do not believe that any increase in income is possible with the constraints of the RFP. And the reason for that is that WRR has never actually been classified by the city as an arts asset. And I know that sounds crazy because it's a classical music arts station. Um, uh, there to serve the arts community in North Texas. Uh, but if you think about how WRR started as a municipal radio station, um, you can understand it being classified as a utility. The fact that it is still classified as a utility is really problematic. And um, that's part of the big problem of this outsourcing management problem they're not looking to outsource an arts asset. They're looking to outsource a utility as it's classified. And as a utility, it still has to pay into pension mandates, IT services from the city, all sorts of costs completely unrelated to the operation of the station. Um, so a new management proposition there's no money to be made because the station will still be considered a B-class utility that has to pay all these other funds through the enterprise fund that the city manages. So it's really disturbing to see how this RFP process is progressing because it is treating a classical music radio station like a B-class utility and that's a great way to lose an arts asset that serves 210,000 people a week on average, um, brings classical music directly to people's homes um, within its own operations, operates very well. 
um, it's such a dangerous thing to do to an asset that serves so many and so equitably. So Cody, then what would you, and I guess the friends, what would y'all suppose as the solution? What do you think that would, what do you think would be the best route for WRR's future? That's a really good question too. The friends of WRR and the board of directors of WRR have spent a lot of time thinking about if not new management, then what? And they actually um, do have several thoughts that I agree with, and I'm delighted to say I think would be a viable solution if they were really sincerely explored. Keep in mind, so WRR provides, you know, the single most affordable and potent arts driver for arts organizations and classical music in North Texas. So the first step is to move it from being classified as a utility and being part of an enterprise fund and actually classify it as it should have been classified for decades now as an arts asset. Um, In years past, WRR was its own city department. I think what's become clear to us is that a radio station is probably not a good fit within the umbrella of the Office of Arts and Culture or with other departments because it's an an FCC licensed commercial broadcaster. It's a it's an organization and an entity unto itself that can operate as its own department, and it has the staff and it has the talent that it needs to operate efficiently, and it can be very effective uh, both fiscally and in its mission as a standalone department. The current WRR management, they've successfully grown the audience. They've hired and developed a team of highly qualified and well-respected broadcast professionals. Um, And in terms of operating income, they run the station extremely efficiently if you look at it from the metric of being an arts asset. The station can pay for itself or come very close. And if you measure it against other arts entities, it performs with a gold star. And when you reach 261,000 listeners every week um, at a nominal out-of-pocket cost to the city, that's an arts asset that deserves to be able to operate as its own department and really flourish under the arts asset classification that it deserves. The idea here is to, we need to, uh, stop the RFP process and really do a holistic uh, look at, at WRR, right? We believe so. An RFP process based in WRR as a utility that's being passed to new management is already set up to fail, in our opinion. Well, Cody, you've given our listeners a lot of new information, I'm sure for them, a lot of great and important information, but if they want to continue to learn more about WRR, uh, friends of WRR, um, how can they follow you all? That is a great question. You can go to www.friendsofwrr.org. You can become a member for a dollar or more, or you can just sign up to be part of Team WRR. Um, we would love that. You don't need a member to be part of the team. Just add your voice. And we are on social media. We're on Facebook as Friends of WRR. We're on social media, uh, Instagram as Friends of WRR. So uh, we would love 
to connect with you there. And we would love it if you'd come to our website. Anyone who felt compelled or was just interested in being a part of the conversation, um, you can go to www.friendsofwrr.org. Well, this has been great, Cody. We certainly appreciate you coming on today and look forward to uh, following the process as we go along and uh, tuning in, staying tuned in. Yes, stay tuned. All right. (laughs) Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams with Ryan Trimble. And Ryan, I I hope our listeners enjoyed that as much as we did talking to Cody Cosmic from Friends of WRR. Yeah, Cody is great, Um, does great work, really one of the sharpest, uh, nicest, biggest energy uh, folks uh, in Dallas. Um, So thank you, Cody, for coming on. Uh, sharing about WRR and uh, you know, look forward to keeping up the the good work on behalf of classical music. Ryan, you know, not too long after we in- interviewed Cody, we had a chance to start working on our next episode, which is with a true legend and icon um, of the, the civil rights movement, of the Dallas civil rights movement. We had a chance to talk to Reverend Peter Johnson and I, I can't wait until we can get this one diced and sliced so we can share with our with our, our folks in the in the podcast community because this is a really good one. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, we were after the interview, we were talking about our, you know, several years ago, right when we first started our podcast, uh, you found a way for us to interview uh, Fred Gray, who, of course, was uh, integral in the early early days. He was a Rosa Parks attorney integral in the early days of the, you know, the sixties and the civil rights movement, uh, during that time. And it's really amazing to get to visit with him. Uh, you know, Reverend Johnson, uh, was less lawyerly for sure than <laughs> Mr. Gray. And, uh, just amazing to hear him ha- not only hear the stories, but how he talked about, uh, you know, the, the folks, um, that he knew and considered friends. So, um, looking forward to sharing that uh, with our listeners. Well, I think we, we owe the good, the good folks of the deconstructing Dallas community, some, some content. So we'll do our best to get this one up and running here in the near future. Yeah, Sean, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a, an update on the ponies, of course, um, tough, tough, terrible, terrible, bad loss at temple last night up seven with like three minutes left. Um, Temple goes on an 18 to three run. Uh, it's really a tough one, um, especially when you're trying to make the tournament, but. And also, especially following up a big, 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 big win last week against Houston. That's right. So we'll see, you know, um, just got to beat Memphis this weekend. So uh, never say never, Sean. We, we, we are as always rooting for the ponies. So good luck to you and yours on that. Uh, also, I think uh, 
we should remind folks that early voting has started in our local elections, um, Democratic primary, Republican primary. So um, for those of you who can get out and vote early, and for those of you who can't, um, you know, as Dom candidate Dominique Torres Williams says, uh, started on Valentine's Day and ends on Mardi Gras. So find your place. Find your place. I like that. I like that. Very good. Very good. And, and best of luck, of course, to candidate Williams. We're really excited for her momentum. Yes, yes. I think candidate Williams is doing a great job. She's busy. I can, I can report that. I can report that she is busy. She is moving. She is shaking. And she is putting her message out in Dallas County. Uh, so I should probably mention that she's running for Dallas County Criminal Court number four. So uh, for anybody who is looking for her on the ballot, that's where you'll find her. Onward to victory, sir. Onward to victory. Well, um, we will see by the time we put out another episode, if we have any thing to report on that front. I uh, want to thank all of our colleagues who helped us put this episode together. Uh, special, special shout out to Samaji Best. Um, who has been working with us on the production side. Thanks to Mary Woodley. Thanks to Jennifer Pascoe. Thanks to the entire Allen Media team. If you want to look for us, you can find Ryan Trimble on Twitter, rtrimble15. Uh, look for that viral Oregon Trail tweet on his Twitter feed. You can find me at Sean P. Williams, S-H-A-W-N-P Williams. Same for Instagram. Uh, Check us out at allenmedia.com. Definitely want to share all the awards that we've had a chance to win as a result of this podcast. We've got them listed, I think, somewhere there on the site. So check us out. Uh, again, we will be coming back uh, pretty soon with the episode with Reverend Peter Johnson. But make sure to share this podcast with your friends. Uh, let them know they can find Deconstructing Dallas on any of their podcasting platforms. You can also go by especially those of you who are on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Give us a review. Uh, until next time, though, for Ryan Trimble, I'm Sean Williams, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios. Adios.